0: My mother was a weather watcher. She stayed glued to Dale Gilbert, he was the local weather guy, and Al Roker, the guy that would tell her what was going on weather-wise all over the world. You did not need a weather app when my mom was on this earth because she would tell you when the rains were coming and when the snow was to start and how much we were to get. But it was storms that she hated the most, and I think that's why she watched it all so closely, so she would be ready to get afraid when the storm would come. Lightning and the following thunder would make her wince and jump. As a matter of fact, did you know that if it's lightning, you can't take a shower or a bath? I mean, you know, I think a lot of people probably follow that one. But you also could not wash dishes with your hands in the sink, which was the only way to wash dishes at our house until that time much later in my adult life when my mother took a fall and broke her arm and my dad bought a dishwasher. I'm not kidding. My dad bought a dishwasher when my mom broke her arm. You get it? He didn't want to do the dishes? (laughs) I was expecting a laugh there. She never used the dishwasher after her arm got better, by the way. I don't think it's uncommon to not get in the water, bathing and showering when it's lightning, but did you also know that you can't play the piano when it's lightning, and that you have to unplug the TV? Did y'all know these things? Oh, good, your mother's were like mine, yeah. What it's best to do when a storm is coming is to sit quietly, mostly in the dark, and just hovered together and waited out in fear and trembling. That's how I grew up, waiting for storms. After my father died and my mother lived alone for the next 12 years, when a bad storm was brewing, my sister or my brother would go to Mom's house and sit with her through it in the mostly dark and quiet because they knew that she was afraid. But it was the wind that she would watch. We had a big picture window on the very front center of our house. She would make her way to that big picture window and watch the wind blow the old, large trees that surrounded every side of our house. And she would say, Just look at that wind. It is whipping it. It's just whipping it. And her American flag would be blowing in the breeze. It was whipping it. When she knew a storm was on the way, she would just wait and watch for the wind to start whipping it. She knew that that was the sign of things to come. So being raised by one who was afraid of the whipping wind... I gained a healthy healthy appreciation for respecting storms myself, not to my mother's extent, but when the wind blows and the trees bend low and leaves are flying all over the place and everything outside is getting blown about, I'll admit it, I can become afraid. And I think that's what happened on that one Pentecostal day when the church was born. They got Afraid. It was out of the confusion and the anxiety and the apprehension and the chaos and the fear that comes when suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and divided tongues as of fire appeared among them. It's a crazy and terrifying story of how the church was born. We celebrate this day still with red and fire and a bit of hoopla. Did you hear that opening voluntary? We try to make this indicate that it's happy and it's celebratory, and it is. The church was born, and look at us. We're still here. It's worthy of celebration But it dawned on me that when the church was born, on that day, it was chaotic and confusing and frightening. And somehow, that makes me feel better. Because we're living in a chaotic, confusing, and frightening day ourselves. And if the church could be born in those circumstances, then logic would tell us that the church can thrive in our current circumstances if we decide to let the Spirit loose. This past Wednesday night, about 40 of us gathered in person for dinner and conversation around the tables on our first Wednesday of the month in-person routine. Russ and I put together a program designed to give everyone a bit of emotional whiplash. We pulled the headlines from a recent Christian Century Journal for our discussion. This is a publication of current events that are set in the context of a faith perspective. So you aren't hearing and reading the news outside of the framework of living a life of faith. How do you balance the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other? Well, the Christian Century is one of the publications that helps you to do that all in one. So we took some of those headlines from the Christian century, you know, you know the easy stuff like gun violence, abortion, the war in Ukraine, and the whole idea about reparations. The easy stuff to discuss around tables of food and laughter and fellowship. And we interspersed conversations about what happened at an elementary school in Texas with questions like what are you most looking forward to about your summer? And then we launched into a discussion about, is it even possible to repair broken relationships, especially on a larger scale of systemic violence and injustice perpetrated against people of color? Reparations seek to repair the brokenness. But it's not surprising that we had no creativity around that when we struggled to repair the broken relationships in our own individual lives. If we can't do it for ourselves, how in the world are we going to repair systems? It's disappointing how little creativity we had. But we followed up the reparation conversation with the jolting question if money and time were no object within reason, what would be your bucket list dream vacation? As I said, I like to call this exercise emotional whiplash. But the exercise is simply a replica of real life. From the horrible to the wonderful to the horrible. That's how life works and it can be overwhelming and it can be exhausting and it can be fabulous and it can be terrifying and it can be wonderful and it can be horrible all at the same time. And in the midst of it all, we are looking for the winds of the Spirit to carry us through. The church was born in chaos and fear and trembling. That's the best news I've heard in a long time. If you could all share your list of wonderful things in your life right now, we would be overwhelmed with all the goodness of it. But we would have to admit that the horrible overwhelms us too. There's chaos and fear and trembling all around us and sometimes within us. And what we need is a good old new Pentecostal day where the wind of God rushes in and tongues of fire dance upon each one of us. In the commotion and in the turmoil that is our time, we need a thriving church. I've read this Pentecost Sunday text hundreds of times Truth be told, Pentecost is my favorite Sunday of the year. I think I've loved this text because of the line that's most well known I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. It's the verse in Scripture that I can point to and say, I feel seen, I feel heard. I feel validated, I feel accepted, I feel needed, I feel wanted, I feel justified, I feel blessed, I feel supported. Doesn't everyone wanna feel that? All your sons, all your daughters shall prophesy. But that verse this week felt like it played more of the supporting role in the cast of verses foundational to my understanding of the text, but that's not the verse that got the spotlight's attention for me this week. It's interesting what captures one's attention on a 101st reading. All were amazed and perplexed. That just about sums it up, doesn't it? We're all amazed and perplexed. The text describes the scene of utter chaos. There were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. At the sound of the wind, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. And they asked, Aren't all the people speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power and they found themselves asking, what does this even mean? Peter steps up and says, this is what it means. So I'm going to tell you What Peter told them. If you are feeling amazed and perplexed, this is what it means that God's Spirit has been poured out on everyone, and you shall prophesy, and you shall see visions, and you shall dream dreams. In other words, you shall speak the truth, you shall look ahead, you shall hope. Out of chaos and in our fear, we shall not be immobilized, but rather move ahead, take that next step, speak for those who have no voice, work for the common good tell the good news, remind people that they are loved. A baby is born just weeks before we do three funerals within eight days. I am amazed and perplexed. Vacations are planned, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's. As children and teachers are gunned down in their classroom, I am amazed and perplexed. Swimming pools are jumped in as bombs drop on Ukraine. It will happen at 5 o'clock with our youth today. They will jump in our swimming pools as bombs are dropped on Ukraine. I I am amazed that youth will show up and stay together as a youth group. And I am perplexed that we have so little creativity about how to deal with war. In the midst of despair and confusion, we will not be paralyzed or quieted. We will be bold and impassioned to be who God called us to be. There has never been a time when a thriving church was more needed. There has never been a time when a thriving church is more needed. There's never been a time when a thriving church is more needed. Let us work together, be together, share together, prophesy together, vision together, dream together. I don't even pretend to know what is next after this life. I trust that it is more than I could ever hope for. And whatever it is, I have no idea what it looks like. But I like to imagine it like you do. Today, I find myself imagining my mother looking down on 3900 Park Road and saying, just look at that. The wind's just whipping it there I like thinking about that. I like her pointing over to God and saying, just look at it God it's just whipping it. Would't that be amazing? May it be so. Amen.